Rescue the Fosters is about changing the foster system. We want to ensure every child has a safe environment to grow and become healthy, successful adults. Additionally, when I was in the foster care system, I had to defend for myself. Rescue the Foster is here to empower the youth aging out of the system and offer resources to ensure they are not dependent on the government. What we observed was that children become institutionalized and end up in prison and providing the government with more funds. Rescue the Foster will provide coaching, resume writing, interview skills, professional attire for interviews, budgeting, applying for college, and obtaining housing. We want these youth to live the most free and successful life possible. It is their right and our responsibility to ensure that our future kids and grandchildren can live happy lives. Jeremiah 29:11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans that prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Controlling of governments, controlling of populations, the blood traumas, this occultism, the raping of children, the harvesting of children, all this has been going on for so long. It was so hard to come running out of a hell that nobody believed existed. Good evening and welcome to Rescue the Fosters. I am Gino, your host, and sitting right next to me, as always, is the co-founder and co-host of Rescue the Fosters, Miss Sylvia Beachy. Sylvia, how are you tonight? I'm good, Gino. How are you? Doing great. Um, we are super excited. We can barely contain ourselves because we have a great guest on. We always have great guests on. Tonight is extra special, um, a hero in our movement and uh, someone that has inside baseball uh, has been in the trenches and is a very courageous person and uh, someone I very much respect personally, and I know, Sylvia, you do too. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and read Kathy O'Brien's bio, and then we will get right at it. Uh, you can visit her website at uh, its transformation, trans-formation.com. Uh, and Kathy O'Brien is an MK Ultra whistleblower that uh, sorry, that's been out for over 35 years on mind control and healing from it. Kathy's experience empowers her insight into far-reaching effects of mind control on society today and what you can do to reclaim freedom and effectively take a stand against child sex trafficking. Kathy has authored three books, Transformation of America, Access Denied, For Reasons of National Security, and PTSD, Time to Heal. She has also spoken about her story at many conferences and has appeared on several podcasts. Kathy O'Brien, welcome to Rescue the Fosters. How are you tonight, Kathy? Wonderful. Thank you for having me on. This is such an important time to bring this information to light. People are recognizing what's been going on around us, and they want to know what in the world they can do about it, 
And mm -hmm. um, it's it's time that people saw that I've, I've, I've waited my whole life for people to wake up and face fact what's being done to our children. So uh, thank you for having me on and I appreciate you both for all you do for the children's sake. Thank you so much. Um, you know, you were pretty much a woman on your own island for so many years. Uh, people, you know, calling you crazy, calling you every name in the book. Um, but you were speaking truth. And it is now we are in this this age. And, you know, I don't know, I call it exposure of these cabal, you know, elites, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and it's coming to light now. Everything you spoke about. In fact, I was telling you before we started, I watched a video from 1996. And everything you said in that video was so far ahead of the time and everything that people are talking about now that I just got to give you, you know, kudos, <laughs> a pat on the back. It's just amazing the information you were divulging back in 1996. So uh, with no further ado, let's start right at the beginning, Kathy. How did your story start? Well, I'm a survivor of CIA MK Ultra mind control, and I was used on a White House Pentagon level throughout most of my victimization, which was really the first 30 years of my life. And I got was targeted for MK Ultra mind control, especially Project Monarch, because I was born into a multi-generational incest-based family. Both of my parents had been sexually abused. My father had also been ritually abused. My mother had been trafficked or prostituted or whatever we want to call it into my grandfather's Blue Masonic Lodge where all the local politicians and um, people of influence in the community would meet and discuss their secrets. You know, we don't need any secret societies. It's time truth is brought to light, especially for the children's sake. Because the information that they had were keeping secret in that Blue Masonic Lodge had come over on Project Paperclip in the wake of World War II when we imported the Nazi and fascist scientists into the United States, with them came the formula for mind control. And mind control is the same, whether it's of an individual or of a nation. And trauma is the basis of it. Hitler Himmler research had found there is no trauma more horrific on the human mind than sexual abuse of a child prior to age five while their brain is still forming. If this has happened over generations, after three generations, any knowledge base, belief system, abuse base uh, becomes autogenic in the brain. It's genetically passed down and it just becomes autogenic. In my case, after so many generations of abuse on both sides of my family, when I was born um, where I would have been more compliant and easily led and highly suggestible, whether I had been abused or not. But I was abused on top of that, literally from birth. And then my father's sexual abuse of me extended into child pornography and to trafficking me to my grandfather's Blue Masonic Lodge. One of the politicians that I had been um, trafficked to as a toddler approached my father and offered him immunity from prosecution because pornography of me had been caught going through the U.S. mails. And my father was offered immunity from prosecution. This was in 1960. You know, so that shows how long our system has been corrupted. It's um, been allowing 
for this pedophile agenda to go on for a long, long time. For It's the funding mechanism and the basis of mind control agenda to create a compliant society for what Adolf Hitler, George Bush, and Joe Biden term the new world order. It's also called the Great Reset, you know, whatever we want to call it. It's what's happening today that we're all seeing. And child sex trafficking is a primary funding mechanism of this um, cabal, this dark agenda that's targeting our children today. And this politician that offered my father immunity from prosecution was Gerald Ford. He went on to become the unelected president of the United States. So as his political career escalated, so too did my victimization in MKUltra to where I was used on a White House Pentagon level. But that's just a, a quick brief overview of how and why I was thrust into MKUltra Project Monarch. Monarch is a genetic mind control project. Right. And I'm glad you brought up Gerald Ford. I mean, he kind of goes yeah. under the radar uh, quite a bit as far as presidents go. I mean, you know, he comes in after Nixon, obviously, and, and the whole water, uh, uh, Watergate thing. But it's like you look back and you're thinking, man, there was a lot going on in the early late 60s, early 70s with CIA operations, you know, psyops, false flags, yeah. all these things going on that, you know, now in hindsight, I guess it's pretty easy to see because we've had so many of these events. Um, but back then, I mean, that, you know, most people still trusted their government. You know, they were kind of like, well, they're doing the right thing. They're protecting us. But it's quite a different story. And especially from your perspective, I mean, all of these people, including presidents, and I know you're going to name names here in a couple seconds, but um, are in on it or were on it and, and still are to some extent. Um, can, can you go into that a little deeper with, with the presidents who were involved? With the CIA. Yeah, when we look at, at the, the pyramid of power, we find out, you know, if we follow the money and go to the top, it's just a handful of criminals at the top who have placed themselves in strategic positions of influence and power, you know, where, um, like, really what the Masonic lodges are notorious for in local communities, you know, if you're with them, you get the good job, you know, or whatever. Um, and the, the people who were... Um, complicit are still a lot of them the same ones today for example when you look into um the ford's cabinet when he was put in the office of president he had george bush senior as head of the cia dick cheney donald rumsfeld henry kissinger and um nelson rockefeller and then he had jack valeni who's head of the motion picture association of america who was his press secretary. And he's the one who came up with that conspiracy theory, you know, for anyone that questioned the narrative on the Kennedy assassination, because a lot of people weren't buying it, but their voices were silenced and shamed by the media. The media has been controlled for a long, long time. You know, follow the money. It goes right to the same handful of puppet masters, many of which are obviously big pharma because that's, they run all the ads, you know, and and everything else. Um, but the, the, the people who were in his cabinet, you know, when you look like at, at Henry Kissinger, the research is available for anybody who looks into it, who thinks to even ask the question, they were already putting into place 
uh, population control and um, th those aspects all the way back then. Of course, we all know Henry Kissinger is actively involved in all of that, you know, today. Um, but these these um, politically affluent perpetrators knew that they were going to be placed in positions of power and they didn't even worry about campaigning. They didn't worry about whether or not they were going to be elected because we can do the research. And again, in the wake of the Kennedy assassination, the electronic voting machines came into being and they were rigged since their inception for the purpose of putting these corrupt politicians into the key positions. So what I've witnessed and experienced because of Ford being involved, you know, is such a glaring example to us all. It's like, how did anybody miss the vast corruption right there? You know, they weren't even buying the one bullet theory. And still he went on to become the unelected president of the United States. So, you know, the, the political um, aspects of this have been deliberately infiltrated for a long time, not only in the United States, but on a global scale to make sure that these puppets of this handful of puppet masters were in place. Yeah, it's just, uh, you see the same vicious circle over and over again, don't we? All right, yeah. so Kathy, let's, um, your dad, your dad was abusing you as a child, your grandfather, I mean, it's a, it's an incestual relationship going on here. And what was the purpose behind that? What, what, what was their driving force? I know you'd mentioned the, the Masons, the Lodge, the Blue Lodge, but what was their ultimate goal with doing this? Um, in Project Monarch or in the mind control aspect, their purpose was um, to create a robotic compliance. And in families where incest is pervasive, they do notice the children are more suggestible and easily led. And it's just a kind of a, a way of life that's been passed down from generation to generation. And we need to realize that without free thought, there's no free will and with no free will, there's no capacity for soul expression where we have our moral compass, you know, where we have, um, our, our wisdom and our strength of the human spirit, the power of love, you know, the, the, we have so much capacity within us and yet mind control um, diminishes all of that. And so that ultimately that was why um, I was thrust into MK ultra mind control because of the, the pedophile agenda. We all need to realize a pedophile agenda is a mind control agenda and they are going for the multi-generational effects. They figure now after the, you know, since it came over with Project Paperclip, it was a hundred year plan and it was supposed to be ushered in 2016. Um, and the, the glitch went in the matrix there and started exposing things. People started waking up, but we still have problems with parents complying with their children being uh, with the sexualization of their children, especially in the school systems, because they were conditioned and their parents before them were conditioned. So all of a sudden we're getting um, this, this mass mind control effect, which has been the intention all along that came through not only subliminals, but through allowing for 
um, this criminal activity to go on even through the court systems and into our so-called um, justice and child protective services and everything else has permeated our culture on so many levels. Anything sacred was invaded by this dark cabal, including and especially the churches. Oh gosh, I'm so glad you brought up the churches. <laughs> I talk about this all the time. The 501c3 could be the number one tool of the elites, especially for religious folks. Uh, the 501c3 is such a heinous crime against the church, against true Christianity. I don't want to say because the church in general, I mean, we can go down that road. But I'm talking about actual Christians that say they profess and, you know, Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, and they walk it out, live it out daily. But they infiltrated evangelical churches, obviously the Roman Catholic Church and all the other churches uh, underneath. And what's happened is now, fast forward, I don't know, what is it, 60 years or whatever since 501c3. We have a church that's been bought and paid for and has yeah. and, and has been essentially has given up its own rights to a government entity, which no church should ever be owned by a government. It's if they're walking under God, then God is the head of that church. But now you have the government as the God of that church and it has dictated what that church is going to do. And no more did we see this than during the pandemic. During the pandemic, we saw which churches were part of the system and which ones weren't. And there were very few that actually stood up to the tyranny. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. That was when mind control masters of virus was unleashed on the global population for completing this hundred year plan for ushering in this slave society agenda. And it's something that we need to be aware of because it's going to come back around again. Well, knowledge is our defense against mind control. And once we wake up to that reality and understand how our brains respond to trauma, where our conscious mind like freezes in fright and leaves our subconscious mind wide open to being easily led and manipulated, especially by repetition through the controlled media. You know, no matter where we went or what we did, we got the same repetition of, of mask up, social distance, get the injection. You know, it was just a constant barrage of that repetition. And um, it had its effect on people. Well, they, we were also told to shelter at home. And that's because these, um, these fools, these fools overplayed their hand like they always do. And they're so frantic to regain controls that they lost 2016 that they, um, they had a shelter at home. Well, if you shelter, if you break anybody's routine patterns, it forces the brain to fire in new ways. You know, you think about it, you know, where'd you park your car? You got to think about mm -hmm. it. You, that's not in its usual allotted spot, you know? So it forces the brain to think in new ways and fire. They needed our neuron pathways to shut down. And instead they opened and people started seeing they saw the satanic reversals on the media. They saw their children were being indoctrinated in the school system with a history that they'd never even heard of before. You know, they started seeing how the first thing that happened when elections were so blatantly stolen 2020 with this mind control masters of virus situation was the first thing they did flung open the borders to drug and human trafficking. They needed their funding mechanism back. So um, it's a glaring example to us all. And the more you know, the more you see, 
that anytime trauma occurs is when we need to protect the sanctity of our free thought. That's when we need to be mindful of any repetitive narrative. And, and two more quick examples of that is when we say Kennedy assassination, the first thing people see is that bullet going through, through his head because the media did a repetition of that trauma over and over and over again until it was like just programmed in the mind. Same thing with 911. We all see the plane flying into the tower and it, it just the same repetitious trauma over and over. So we need to be aware of that. And as they're repeating, um, it's supposedly to come up with this mind control mask as a virus again, we all need to realize that those masks are used in MK Ultra mind control. Children are trafficked in those masks. My own daughter was trafficked in a mask because they depersonalize, they muffle voices, and they inhibit oxygen to the brain necessary for critical analysis free thought. So it's, it's imperative that we evolve with the knowledge that's our defense against mind control and do not comply. Above all, do not mask up our children. Right. Kathy, can you explain to the audience how the MK Ultra program was instituted on you personally? Was it, well, it's, was, it, was it a gentle process, like easing you into it? Like, so you trusted them or was it you just forced right into this thing? Uh, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, just just forced right in. You know, um, as, as soon as my father sold me into the project, he was flown to Boston, Massachusetts, where he was trained by Cardinal Law on how to raise me in the project. Cardinal Laws uh, was caught in the infamous Catholic child abuse scandal where pedophilia was being sanctioned very deliberately for mind control purposes. But that, that part of the equation didn't come out as clear as it should have or um, people would, would have been more outraged about that. So right after my father was taught how to raise me in the project, I was subjected to a cult ritual for further trauma. I was taken to Mackinac Island, Michigan, where the governor's mansion is located. That was the Epstein Island of its time. And I was used in the usual blackmail purposes mode where these, these perpetrators um, who are ushering in their slave society agenda funded by child sex trafficking also use that pedophile agenda to blackmail each other because they do not trust each other either. And they all have the tape, the video on each other, um, you know, to, to hold them by the blackmail, so to speak. So um, George Romney was governor of Michigan back then, it's Mitt Romney's father. Um, and they were very much interested in making a more powerful form of mind control, putting it into the school system Global education was introduced in Michigan back then, where Michigan was like number one in the nation in education. And it was not, it was the number one in indoctrination all the way back then, because they were using what was used on Hitler's youth and taking it to the next level. They were also taking what the Catholics had learned about the effects of trauma on the human mind, coupling it with what the CIA was doing with MKUltra and making a more powerful form of mind control for in the Mormon church, where the pedophilia was still going on, this ritual abuse was still going on, but they also had the added dimension of the uh, technological aspects. So 
we're seeing a very deliberate plan. And having been in Mackinac Island, Michigan, is where I met who had become my owner in MK Ultra Mind Control, U.S. Senator Robert C. Byrd. Senator Byrd was in office for over 50 years, and he he knew he was going to be placed through the rigged elections, didn't worry about that. And he held our country's purse strings and made sure that he sold us out to this new world order globalist agenda. Eroded our constitutional values and really ended up pushing the pedophile agenda horrifically because he is the one who in the mid 80s opened, had an office in the FBI building to establish the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children as a catch net operation for the child sex trafficking that, that was going on. Senator Byrd was behind that from the get-go. The FBI was corrupted from the start. And what people were looking to with hope that they would be able to help the children was being used against us all. Yeah, and, uh, you know, NECMEC followed on the heels of the Adam Walsh murder in 1981, um, you know, this missing child thing, and this is going to be the, the catch-all. We're going to get these, you know, scumbags, as John Walsh has notoriously said many times. Um, and yet, that doesn't seem to be what's going on at NECMEC, uh, or the International Center for that matter. Uh, we actually have an organized trafficking ring going on, at, at yeah. And it's all granted, funded money, taxpayer money. It's all given to them to go ahead and keep doing what they're doing. And I'm so glad you brought that up. I, I know we had talked before the show possibly about talking about NECMEC. But uh, since we're on the topic, I think we should, you know, maybe cover a few few more things. Now, now Bird, he's the one that was praised by Hillary Clinton uh, at his yeah. funeral. Like, you know, he was my mentor and all the, you know, and this guy's corrupt as all get out. Uh, I mean, you just went through through the chain of events here with this this guy. I mean, terrible human being. Um, how close were you with Bird? Now, I think was he at one point your handler, or he appointed? He was my owner. Owner. As my owner, Sorry. he directed all of my activities. So he became my owner when I was 13 years old, and he decided who I would be prostituted to and when, which criminal black ops I would be used in. And many of those operations were the groundwork for NAFTA, which was the groundwork for the whole, you know, new world order globalist agenda with the funding mechanism of drug and human trafficking across open borders being their primary funding mechanism. So I was used in that capacity, opening the borders. Um, the Clintons were actively involved already with CIA cocaine operations. The human trafficking ops just merged right in directly with those um, CIA cocaine operations. So Bird would decide, you know, which operations I would be used in, who I'd be prostituted to, which government leaders, which world leaders, which um, drug lords, um, or or whatever. So he's just a very vile, wicked, brutal, um, horrible person whose abuse of me was an outrage, but more outrageous is the fact that he corrupted a system that should have been helping children into the notorious mess that it is today. Sickening. Sylvia, any comments? 
Well, I just want, I'm glad that she touched on the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children because we actually had a, a guest on last week, Danielle, and her child was taken from the hospital and it links back to the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children. It also links back to um, Gerald Ford. Um, so I'm glad that you brought that up. Also, if you look at Megan Walsh's case, you know, the National Center. So I'd love to touch more on that. Yeah, that, that National Center um, ended up coming after my own daughter after um, Intelligence Insider Mark Phillips, who was working the highest levels of intelligence, mind sciences, he saw what was going on. He saw how uh, our constitutional values were being eroded. He saw the corruption permeating the system to allow for um, the child sex trafficking. And he saw children being taken in and out of the White House. He was outraged. He was bound by laws of sedition from doing anything about it, but he rescued my daughter and me right out of the Washington DC swamp. This was in 1988. This was before anybody even knew there was a swamp, before they knew what mind control was or that child sex trafficking was so pervasive. You know, that was very early on that he made such a heroic move and handed me the keys to my own mind so that I could begin um, healing from 30 years of strategic, systematic, scientific, torturous MK Ultra mind control. My daughter was not so fortunate. She had become um, extremely ill and hospitalized and was not responding to conventional medicines. It was it, it, she was responding to psychological intervention instead. So all of a sudden, the National Center for missing and exploited children um, made sure that she was thrust into the corrupted child protective services and she became a political prisoner in the state of Tennessee. The FBI came in, testified against my daughter. This was FBI agent Brad Garrett. Look into that one. I mean, he is Clinton cover up uh, extraordinaire on so many levels with uh, like the Vince Foster murder and uh, Mary Catron Mahoney and the list goes on and on and on. He was horrible. Um, classic FBI structure where you get the, the corrupt in, in positions of influence at the top and then everybody else follows suit. And then you get down to the local law enforcement level and no matter what local law enforcement is doing and the FBI steps in, they have the authority. So all of a sudden we're seeing this corrupt, horribly corrupt pyramid of power that has influence over our courts using the same national security that was used to get my, have my father um, immune from prosecution still going on today and turning children back over to abusers. It's the most common thing that's happening within our system. I'm sure you all hear about it all the time. I certainly do every single day, that kind of corruption. But my daughter experienced it and was further abused horrifically by this corrupted system. So not only were we abused by these politically affluent perpetrators who set up this corrupted system, but then she was abused by that corrupted system when we had full, full knowledge of what it was. And no matter what, back in 1988, it was very difficult 
to bring that truth to light. You know, we look at we look at people like Megan Walsh, who has so much to say that and still many people are haven't heard the information or they they turn away from it because if they face that truth then they're going to have to face maybe their own abuse or face the fact that it's up to us to fix this mess we're in government's not going to fix it for us big government's doing it to us it's up to each and every one of us to take the responsibility to clean this mess up and protect our children you know for it's it's up to us to to gather that strength of spirit and protect them they're waiting on us they're counting on us to do it mm-hmm. i don't believe the system can be cleaned up it's too corrupt mm-hmm. but we certainly can be aware of the roots of that corruption so that we can um effectively start protecting the children going forward yeah i i'm so glad that you mentioned uh child protective services because working in the foster system that's what i noticed um that's the first time that i ever realized we had a sex trafficking problem was working in the system and what i also noticed like you said they basically re-traffic the children so you are literally rescuing and putting them back in re-trafficking is over and over and over um and then my experience working with the children was like there's no regular day for them. Um, and I think you could probably speak more to that, but people need to understand what happens to a child when they are sexually abused, sex trafficked. It is not a normal day. They cannot get up in the morning. They cannot go to school. They cannot eat. They cannot uh, do their hygiene. They cannot brush their teeth. They cannot brush their hair. They cannot get dressed. They, um, they don't do laundry. They don't, they don't do anything. They can't function. They can't think to function. Um, and it's, it's the most horrific and difficult. Um, and I think if people really understood what happens to a child when they are sexually abused, then maybe we could get some people to stand up. Yeah, I, I think we're seeing so many aspects of it in our society today. I recently wrote um, a a blog post, um, Have You Seen My Childhood, that depicts what it looked like for, um, in in my particular case, and it's different for every single child. We need to start opening our eyes to understand what it looks like and to realize that if we're drugging up our kids, we're masking some of those um, telltale signs. And it's it's horrible what's being done with these, Uh, you know, attention deficit disorders and, you know, all this other nonsense that that is an excuse to to drug up the kids who um, are already abused. Once they're so horrifically abused, they have no no personal identity. They have an identity confusion, identity disorder, a dissociative identity disorder. And it can be so horrific that they don't even recognize themselves in a mirror. So yes, the hygiene's hard when you don't even see who you are. And now we're seeing all these all these people in the streets with the 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 clown makeup and the the extreme piercings and mm-hmm. acting like dogs and cats and you know whatever else depersonalized, just screaming for attention, you know, and and maybe just horribly tattooed where they they're saying I can't see myself. 
I can't even feel anymore. I have been hurt so bad, you know, and, and we tend to look at people like that. And some people are snap judging and going, Ooh, you know, you, and, it, and it's like, maybe we should have some compassion and realize that they're screaming out for help. We see the children screaming out for help in many, many different ways and um, don't exactly know what we're looking at because it's been mislabeled for so long. Information on our mind-brain function on how we respond to trauma, especially pedophilia, has been eliminated from the education system, from mental health, from the uh, medical community. You know, people have been dumbed down and numbed down for generations now to um, look outside themselves to authority. And that authority is leading them as far away from the facts as possible. And instead, promoting pedophilia, acting like it's the natural thing to do, you know, the, but the absurdity of it all and the absurdity of the transgender movement that they're pushing. I spell transgender with, you know, trance, T-R-A-N-C-E, because it is a mind control agenda that not only has depersonalized these children and caused an identity confusion, not a gender confusion, an identity confusion, but it's also then um, creating that changing that um, their biological so that they can't even reproduce anymore. You know, so now we've, we're seeing that this has gone into the next level on that population control, destroying the whole family dynamic and the whole family unit by pushing this agenda and masking the um, true effects of trauma on the human mind. Wow. Uh, I want to touch on one more thing with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, just for our audience. Um, yeah. This this is the organization that supposedly is rescuing America's children and keeping them out of the hands of the scumbags. But this is the guy they uh, gave an award to just a few years ago. Uh, that's Yes, that's Hunter Biden, the same guy that uh, owns the laptop from hell. And uh, he was actually accepting the award on behalf of his brother, Bo, who had passed away. Uh, but this is who they chose to hand the award to. Now, as we all know, anybody that follows politics right now and has seen what's gone on since oh, 2020, 2019 with the laptop from hell, this just shows you the gall of these people. Yeah. Like they just throw it in our face and expect, oh, okay, no big deal. You know, we'll, we'll just pass the buck and move on to something else and get the next story in the news, recycle, regurgitate, move on with the next one. But we have to we have to keep going back to pictures like this and get it in the in the mind of the general public that these are the people that are in control of things right now. And if we don't do something, if we don't stand up and actually do something, uh, you know, civil disobedience is probably going to be required at some point, I'm guessing, uh, and protests and all these things uh, nonviolent, of course, I never preach violence, but we have fundamental rights in our constitution to be able to protest peacefully. And these people need to be exposed for who they are. They're sick. These are sick individuals that are doing heinous crimes to children and doing it under the guise of the national center for missing and exploited children, uh, you know, foster care, adoption, right? All these things that are supposedly protecting America's children from abusers while that system is actually creating the abuse. 
and well-funded, well-oiled machine, and it's been going on for decades and decades. And Kathy, you know, you understand it. You you were inside it, right? You were inside the four walls of this machine and just being thrown around like you were nothing, like you weren't even a human being. And you know, you fast forward years now, you've been in this movement for 35 minutes, 35 years. How do you process that? I mean, because we were just talking about basically compartmentalizing these identities with with transgenders. That's a perfect example, actually. The transgender is just like you said, it's an identity crisis. And it's an intentional identity crisis that they've placed on them with these, you know, mind altering programming things that they're doing. And I I do want to get into the MK Ultra evolution, uh, where we're at now and where you see it and where it may be going. Um, But let's touch on that real quick about the, com- the compartmentalization of these personalities and how they use them to their advantage? Well, it's the way our brains respond to trauma. When um, trauma occurs, like the sexual abuse that I was experiencing in infancy wasn't something I could judge was wrong. You know, I mean, I, I didn't know there was anything else in the world. Of course, I was just an infant and I sure wasn't analyzing the situation, but my brain knew it was wrong. My brain knew that I was experiencing the pain and suffocation of my father's abuse. So the neuron pathways in the brain actually shut down around that emotionally incomprehensible trauma. So the rest of the mind can develop and function normally as though nothing had happened. That's what repressed memory is. That's how those get, you know, kind of pushed down in the brain. Well, as more and more traumas occurred and more and more of these compartments developed in the brain, I was losing more and more capacity for any free thought or conscious thought of my own. So the neuron pathways in my brain were literally shutting down. When we understand that when trauma occurs that our brains will either compartmentalize it by shutting down the neuron pathways completely or they'll freeze and and like in freeze and fright and leave the subconscious wide open to being easily led. When our subconscious has no conscious mind filter, it has no ability to reason, question, critically analyze. It just takes information in, illogical or not. That's why they do satanic reversals and and all like that. Like um, like when we sheltered at home and they they burned down our livelihoods and said, oh, that's just a peaceful protest. You know, we knew better, but still the subconscious mind doesn't know better. It takes information in, especially when it's repetitive and especially when the conscious mind is frozen in fear. So when we understand that mind-brain function again, which is very important, then we know we need to safeguard our brains, our minds, at a time when trauma occurs. We need to shut off their media voice. We need to get away from the devices, get out in nature, pick up a pen. A pen is um, it's, it's an amazing brain trick that um, Mark Phillips had taught me right from the beginning because um, the, the, the pen is mightier than the sword and the very act of moving a pen activates the logic critical analysis part of the brain in order to move it. So it takes emotionally incomprehensible memory, shifts it over to logic where it can be written out in front and then consciously seen and processed. And all of a sudden the healing is occurring 
a psychiatric, psychological, emotional, all levels, all at once, reclaiming free thought, the neuron pathways are firing again. And as we regain that free thought, then we have our free will, soul expression, strength of spirit, power of love, we're unstoppable. And that's what this cabal fears most is the strength of the human spirit and the power of love. They can't control that. They know that's where we win and, and where they lose. They know that's where our moral compass is and where we stand up and say no more sexualization of, of our children. That's when we're able to effectively protect our children. So that's what they fear most. And I encourage everybody to pick that pen and paper up and, and use that trick. You know, anytime there's a trauma or anytime there's a fear or anything that may even makes you just feel immobilized, like, you know, like you can't do anything, then write that out and add a solution. When you add the solution that forces the brain to fire in new ways, again, lifts you out of that dark pit of negativity. So you can see a clear path forward. It's a very important tool that we can use in the school system, get writing by hand back in the school system. Typing does not do the same thing get writing by hand back in the school system and the children can't be indoctrinated anymore because they're critically analyzing and processing information again. A very important thing to understand and a very simple, very affordable tool that we all can use. Wow, that's some great advice. I've, I've actually never heard that before, but it makes sense. It, it yeah. makes total sense. Have you ever heard that, Sylvia? Well, well, I know this because, um, so the way that you think affects every aspect of your body, your being, your stress. Um, I had a cousin that was diagnosed with, um, stage four melanoma and the doctor told us and her think positively, because if you, if those negative thoughts can actually, uh, cause the cancer to spread, but if you think positive, it'll slow it down. So this is you know, I'm always positive, And that's one of the reasons it's because whatever you put out, that's what you get back. And it does affect how your body reacts, it affects your, your stress, your, your health, it is, it affects everything. Um, and that's why we do have to be positive, even when we're not. And, uh, and I love that you brought this up, because it's so important with even even in Megan's case, you know, they really went after her for the way that she treated her cancer when they should have been uh, more positive, they should have been more empathetic, they should have been more supportive, um, and they were really causing more harm on her cancer than helping her cancer. So, and, and not only that, but this is what the world, this is what the elite want. They want you to feel depressed. They want you yes. because they can only control you with depression. They can only control you through uh uh, making you feel down, making you feel low. They they cannot control empowerment and positivity. So if you are positive and you are empowered, they cannot control you. And I'm so glad that you brought this out because this is what we really need to do. We need to stand up. We need to turn off those freaking TVs and those news stations and say, no, we're not giving into your oppression. We're not listening to you. And we're going to stand up and we're going to live our lives and you're going to stay out of it. Yeah, that when we remember who we are and remember that we hold all the power, we realize this dark cabal only has as much power as we give them or let them steal. We just forgot who we are. We forgot 
that we have the most resilient bodies, minds, and spirits. We have all these amazing capacities within us, and uh, we just need to go within and remember that we are the ones who have all the power. We have the power of love and compassion. It's 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 amazing what we're capable of, including uh, curing the uncurable. You know, our immune systems are amazing. And it, I'm so excited that, that people are beginning to realize that too in, in this whole process, just what we really are capable of. If I can heal from my experience, anybody can heal from any level of trauma. These children, these poor children, you know, once, once we reach out to help them, at least we can hand them the tools to reclaim their inner peace, their inner strength, just as I did. It's within us all to heal. We've been blessed with that all along. We just forgot. We need to remember yeah. that. Yeah, great Amen. Point. You know, Sylvia, touching on what you said about them keeping us depressed. I mean, if they can keep you isolated and depressed, it's a feeder system uh -huh. into big, big pharma. Mm -hmm. Right. Then they get you hooked on drugs and then yep. they got you controlled from both ends uh, and yes. monetarily. So it's, yeah. you know, it's they all their systems work hand in hand. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's always about the uh, the control and who and who has the most money. It's, it just seems like it's always the same thing. And, you know, Kathy, you touched on it earlier with the blackmail. Uh, it is it's sick to say, but the kids are the blackmail of the elite. That's what they okay. use to put these people in yeah. compromising positions. They've got the photos, they've got the videos, the audio, and they just hang it over their head. And that's why these people won't stand up, why they won't come out. Um, we've had a few people that have stepped forward uh, in recent years and, and actually uh, decided to speak about the atrocities they witnessed. But in general, most of them just stay in the, in the darkness and, and very well mm -hmm. could be ashamed of what they've done. I'm not saying that some of them don't and they, they haven't uh, you know felt this remorse, but it's, it's yet to see any droves of people coming out of like, let's say Hollywood, for instance, um, showing what the, the the CAA is doing in Hollywood, right? The, the, the other arm of the CIA. Um, all of these interconnected agencies are up to no good. We all know that. We've all sensed it for a long time. I'm going back to Kennedy and even just before Kennedy. I mean, that's why they killed him. He was exposing what they were doing. But it does go back to, you, you'd mentioned Operation Paperclip. And I know most of the audience watching tonight understands what Operation Paperclip is. But when the Nazis did come over here, we were we were told as the American, not me, I wasn't around back then, but the people that were around back in 45, 46, 47, when they were doing the tribun tribunals and all that stuff, you know, I think the assumption of the American public was that, oh, they hung them all. And it ended and, you know, this fascism is over now. We don't have to worry about it again. But that's not the case. They brought their, you know, brightest over here, uh, obviously using that in quotes. I mean, these were some evil people, evil, evil people doing evil things to children and and uh, mentally handicapped children. I mean, just terrible things. We've all seen the videos and read the books. Um, what in your experience with the MK Ultra program, what techniques did you see them using that emulated what they were doing in Nazi Germany? Well, there, there were many torturous aspects that were used, and especially in including occultism, because that was very pervasive then, and even the indoctrination of children in the school systems, and um, you know, really keeping people from re realizing their own power, to keep them looking outside themselves to authority and following that, that rule. Um, when 
you mentioned another really important point too about um, like like a shame because when I was remembering the things I had been tortured to forget as I was writing them out, they were being validated by clean members of law enforcement and intelligence, um, U.S. Customs, William Von Robb, he did seen so much coming across the border, tried to tell the people and was censored that all this was being validated. And I was just cringing inside thinking, how am I ever gonna be able to love myself like everybody was telling me to do when, after all I'd seen, after all I'd been forced to participate in, after, after not even being able to protect my own daughter. You know, the mind control is so absolute. I couldn't think to stop the abuse that was happening to either of us. You know, instead I was manipulated by it, thinking that if I took the abuse, she wouldn't, you know, and in later years, she told me she did the same thing, you know, and was doing it so that I wouldn't be abused. And it was just, um, you know, the way that they had manipulated us, but it was like, how am I going to live with myself with this? And Mark told me, he said, you are not responsible for what you are manipulated and tortured to do under mind control. Your abusers are responsible for that and they need to be held accountable. We can take that right onto a uh, mind control masters of virus. Those people need to be held accountable. And there's so many parents that are like freaked out. Oh my God, what did I do to my child? I masked him up. I made him sit behind plexiglass. The next week they were having stick dollar bills and tranny panties. You know, what have I done to my child? And they can't deal with the guilt. Well, the fact is they've been manipulated. Mark also told me, he said, now that you are aware, you are responsible for everything you do going forward. Responsibility, the ability to respond, the ability to choose what we're going to do. That's amazing. If every single one of us would realize that we have been manipulated and how manipulated our brains can actually be by these people who have been doing it for generations now. They know the formula, the scientific strategic formula. They need to be held accountable for their actions, every single one of them. And we need to stop following these self-appointed, self-anointed leaders that we didn't elect. They are destroying the moral fabric of our lives, the reason why we're here, and they can't do it anymore. Once we realize we, hold all the power. When we go within and with free thought, reclaim that soul expression, strength of spirit, it's game over. That's what they fear the most. And fear they should. They're obviously real frantic right now because they've lost control. And the great yeah. awakenings, it just keeps accelerating. It is. It's We're living in great days. I, I keep saying like a Red Sea moment is coming. We are yeah, going to yeah. part the sea and we will win this thing. It's going to happen on our watch. Um, we had uh, someone in the audience, Lion Dog 17, wanted to know, how is your daughter and, and what happened to her? Well, she was abused horribly by the system and um, had a hard time um, adjusting to what was done to her there. But um, now she's free of the system, living on her own, living the love that she is. She is extremely wise, um, struggles hard day to day, like a lot of survivors do. You know, we need to um, be able to empower survivors of 
of all ages and levels and in so many ways with um, safety and a peaceful understanding environment, you know, and like Kelly just spends all of her time in nature with her animals, which she's always, always been good at rehabilitating animals and, um, you know, work in that direction. She'd rather live in the real world than online on social media. She stays away from the devices. She knows what, um, how those manipulations work and she chooses to live free of that so that she can um, retain and her, her, um, her free thought, free will, strength of spirit and retain her inner peace it's real helpful, but she's an amazing person. Yeah. Well, that's oh, great that's to awesome. hear. Well, yeah, prayers for your daughter. Um, what a hor horrible yeah. thing. And, you know, we see it every week here on Rescue the Fosters. We also uh, do a show called Let Our Children Go on Tuesdays. And we have just amazing people come on week after week that have been through trauma. And the endurance and forbearance that they, they I don't they just will themselves through it. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to see that human spirit, like, overcome some of the most just horrendous things that can be done to a human being and it's you think like how can another human do this to somebody else like like they're just a pet or something and and pets get treated better than than humans in in these cases it's terrible what they're doing to them but yet yeah. like your daughter she comes through and you know she's being she's going to be triumphant in this she's going to walk it out and she's going to say you know what no they're not going to hold me back i don't care what's been done to me i will walk in victory and i that is just so commendable i, I just love hearing good stories like that and we've heard quite a few of those Kathy, I'd like to, um, I'd like you to talk about the different presidential administrations that were involved in your trafficking. I know we touched on it a little bit earlier, but naming the presidents, um, some of the cabinet members, people like that, and what they, how they actually networked to do what they did to you and others. Well, they, I was used primarily during the Reagan Bush administration. And I think when we look at my testimony, in Transformation of America it was written in 1995 and detailed the perpetrators that I was exposed to. And it was Democrats and Republicans alike, of course, because the new world order knows no party lines. They don't care. It's just whoever's um, compliant and, and goes along with the agenda. And the illusion of change is just for the people to keep them divided and thinking the other ones to blame, you know, keep us looking, you know, in the wrong directions instead of, you know, up that pyramid of power to see exactly who's pulling the strings and who's in control. Um, in Reagan's administration, the things that are in my testimony, my 1995 testimony for Congress um, are what happened during his administration, but it, it I was not allowed to assert um, perceptions and survivors victims develop heightened senses and heightened intuitions, heightened capabilities that we can keep long after we've, we've healed, you know, it gives us a lot of, a lot of insight and um, survivors recognize other survivors. They recognize other victims and they can see those levels. And Reagan and I had an understanding of that on the deepest of levels because Reagan was not complying with the new world order to the degree that they wanted him to. So they decided they were gonna eliminate him and uh, take him out. 
Well, he didn't die from the assassination attempt, but it was traumatic enough to um, give George Bush control over his administration and undue influence over his mind throughout the rest of his administration. So Reagan was not really in control of his administration. And I wonder, you know, what would he have chose if he had that? You know, would he have sold out the, the education system to global education, common core, as it's been called now? Um, would he have allowed for the groundwork of NAFTA with drug and human trafficking? You know, what, what would he have chose? You know, obviously, mind control was used on him, so apparently he would have chose something different. Then we see other Manchurian candidates do it, are raised and groomed for generations like George Bush Jr., who was horribly abused. I saw him being um, um, hunted in a most dangerous game, which is a military maneuver trauma base for the also used in MK Ultra Mind Control. And um, it was decided then that he was going to be uh, a Manchurian candidate placed in office. Um, so often who we see in the presidency is the what they're wanting us to see with the true power being behind the scene like George Bush was for so many administrations for so many generations you know that just it's it, it's 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 horrific but um we look at we look at things like that and know that in my 1995 testimony I talked about the rigged elections and how they were going to place the um, illusion of change, George Bush said at Bohemian Grove, that when people became disillusioned with Republicans leading them into the new world order, that Bill Clinton as Democrat would be put in. And then they would go back to Republican and keep it in the Bush-Clinton dynasties until Hillary Clinton ushered in the new world order. That was the plan um, as detailed in my testimony. Of course, you know, people woke up and the sheer numbers of us overrode the rigged uh, electronic algorithm 2016. And we voted for anybody that wasn't Hillary Clinton in the New World Order. You know, so they blatantly stole the elections 2020 while they used mind control masked as a virus to keep humanity subdued. Um, the global leaders that have been involved are something else to consider because when I was just a little child, at Mackinac Island, Michigan at nine years old, I was sexually assaulted very deliberately by Pierre Trudeau, who is prime minister of Canada and a master of MK ultra mind control of people, individuals like me and of nations. Um, his wife, uh, Maggie Trudeau was um, presidential model, just like I was, she was considered a presidential model. And who knows what Justin's real father is. The point is, Pierre still raised him um, and believed in the pedophile agenda as the basis for absolute control. So, um, you know, we're looking at a generational aspect in some of the leaders that we're seeing complying completely with this new world order agenda. The, the mind control, the deliberate conditioning, the coercion, threats to families' lives. You know, when a, a child is, is 
is horribly abused by a pedophile and they say, if you tell anybody, I'm going to kill your parents or I'm going to kill your dog or I'm going to, you know, that happens all the time, especially in ritual abuse. And then in later years, when they come up and, and tr tap into that same trigger mechanism and say, you know, we're going to kill your family, they know they mean it, you know, and so it's um, a lot of control is being influenced over the world leaders at this time how many of them would be complying if they were in total control of their own free thought free will soul expression would they choose to be what they are or um would they expose it instead you know it's it's impossible it's an impossible thing to judge but something that we all need to be aware of going forward you know as even if we cleaned up elections, who's going in? And are they going to be able to be true to their word and true to their soul, true to their purpose, true to their nation? You know, who? it just once again comes full circle right back around to each and every one of us. It's up to us to gather that strength of spirit. It's up to us to govern ourselves and to protect our children. We need to restructure around this corrupt, corrupted system that's been in place for so long. I don't know how we can clean it up. We need to evolve and we need to evolve with the knowledge that's our defense against mind control so we can protect our children and their future going forward. Yeah, I think there's always going to be some form of mind control, you know, because just that's just the nature of man, I guess, you know, but uh, we do have to be aware of it. And just like you said, we have to educate ourselves on it. And someone like yourself, Kathy, that's been, you know, going on podcasts and shows and you've got your website, you've got your Twitter account, you've also got your um, documentary, all these, this information you've put out is a wealth of knowledge for those out there that might be just waking up and realizing, oh my gosh, yeah, even, even I fell for it. You know, I fell for the pandemic. I, I masked up, I went and got jabbed 10 times, you know, and all this stuff. I've always said those those people, they were if they were brainwashed, and I think most of them were. There has to be an empathy towards those people. I know it's easy to get mad at them and want to you know come down on them, but all of us are blind at one point. And if you're born blind, you don't even know red from blue, right? You've never seen a color, you don't know what the color is. So it's I I have that kind of empathy for those type of people. I do get frustrated with them, especially today. I went shopping and I saw a whole bunch of people masked up here in Michigan. <laughs> And I just like, oh my gosh, they're still doing it. Um, but it's, I don't know. There's, I've had to really check myself and say, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm not going to get mad. I'm just going to say they're blind still. And hopefully mm -hmm. their eyes will be open, you know, in these, these coming days. Um, and so, yeah, I appreciate what you said there. Um, can you touch on the Clinton machine? I know you, you saw it up front and personal. Um, I know like cocaine use, there was uh, homosexuality involved with both Hillary and Bill, um, which by the way, I remember, you know, I was in my twenties at the time when the Clintons were, were really at their height. And I remember there were rumors of all that stuff going on, but it was never like proven. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's, it's, it's nice now, fast forward another 20 years and hearing it from someone that actually saw it firsthand. So can you touch on that? Yeah, they, they were definitely trisexual. They'd try anything. And um, they 
just had absolutely no moral compass at all. I first met the Clintons in 1977 when Senator Byrd sent me who to who had become my first handler in MK Ultra. Um, Wayne Cox. Wayne Cox was an occult serial killer, CIA assassin. He worked mercenary operations and um, he worked Clinton Coke lines. And this was back before Bill Clinton was, and he was just, he was just becoming attorney general of, of Arkansas at the time. He wasn't even governor yet, let alone president, anything like that. He was just still up and coming, but he was making his way to the top very, very fast because he was running the CIA cocaine operations through Mina Airport, which is notorious for the um, cocaine, CIA cocaine operations going through there. And Wayne Cox was a part of those operations, uh, along with Roger Clinton, who is Bill Clinton's half-brother. Roger Clinton was in Wayne Cox's um, occult satanic coven, and they brought a satanic aspect into all of it um, with with various murders and um, yeah, horrible, horrible stuff. And really what the precursor to adrenochrome was all about. And Hillary was leading that aspect of things and merging it into the Clinton Coke lines, the MENA um, Arkansas operations that early on. So we're seeing some extreme corruption that is evil beyond belief and the um human trafficking operations the child sex trafficking operations the child um harvesting the the satanic ritual abuse all of it was going on that early and tied right directly into the cia and ultimately the funding mechanism of this globalist agenda and they were right there at the onset of it, they're still at it today in spite of all the evidence of their crimes against humanity, but the, the system's just too corrupted to even uh, prosecute them. They were a massive part of the funding mechanism of this globalist agenda through the drug and human trafficking across open borders. Sylvia, anything? I don't want to it's just it's Talk just insane you. that they're still not arrested. Yeah. Hashtag arrested. That's Lock what I mean. Yeah, yeah really. Lock them all up. <laughs> yeah. This is what I'm constantly hearing from, you know, as I as I'm coming across these cases of parents fighting for their children, it all leads back to this mafia gang. Uh, that is controlling our nation. And if you look in the foster system, if you look at the group homes, you will see that the, the owners of these group homes are gangsters. They are criminals and they are, uh, they are trafficking children and we, the people are paying for it. Wake yeah, up. And they're, and they're sanctioned by a corrupted justice system. And that's what's so outrageous. So we would have had her locked up by now. But we don't have a system that can even do that. I mean, they they run the FBI. It's just it's so ridiculous how corrupt things have become. And it's not because these people are untouchable. It's just because we forgot our own power. We forgot and kept looking outside ourselves, waiting for somebody else to clean up the mess for us, waiting for somebody, one person to drain the swamp from the top down. 
when it's up to all of us to drain it from the bottom up. The children are counting on us to do our part and wake up and take responsibility and stop these crimes against humanity. If we were to take someone like Hillary Clinton and eliminate her from the equation, we still haven't cleaned up the mess that, that has been created over these generations. If we pluck that rosebud off the bush, it doesn't do anything. We got to uproot the whole bush. We need to know exactly where all those roots run and they run deep and they run right through our system that we're counting on, had been counting on to help our children. It's up to us to clean it up, get them out of our churches, get them out of our schools, get them out of our, um, our, our justice system and above all, get them away from our children. Mm, amen to that. You know, it's funny. I, I think the American public has been naive to some extent where we just thought, oh, government takes care of that. Government takes care of that. And, and people just got lazy, honestly. Like, they, mm -hmm. how many people can even name the mayor of their own city? Probably very few, to be honest. And so we've just kind of left it to somebody else. Somebody else will take care of that. And we were fat and happy. And we went to the soccer game at night with our kids and, you know, and did the, the nine to five. Um, but it, it created this this uh, stability we thought that was there. Like, oh, it's just always going to be this way. And that's what the enemy used. I mean, if, if a bank robber gets away with robbing a bank and he does it once or twice, he's like, boy, this is really easy. He's going to keep doing it. He's not going to quit. He's, yeah. he's making too much money, right? And that's ex exactly who we put our faith in, a bunch of bank robbers, <laughs> a bunch of criminals. No. And we're like, oh, they're going to change. They're going to be different. They, you know, they wear a nice suit or they have a nice tie on. Like it's no, these people don't care about us. There's very few that do very, very few. And it is time. You've said it over and over again tonight, Kathy. It's we, the people, it's us. It comes mm -hmm. down to us. You know, my, my faith is in, in God. So it's God. You know, I always had God, uh, family and country, right? That's always been my, my criteria. And that's, and that's what I follow every single day. I wake up and I'm like, I'm not stopping today. And I know Sylvia feels the same way. And obviously, Kathy, you've, you've been that same person too. And it's just so nice to hear that. It's so refreshing that, oh my gosh, like a few of us do get it. And I know most people watching tonight actually get it too. This is a very patriotic crowd, but it does come down to us. It's no one's going to do it for us. It's just not going to happen. Real quick question for you too. Um, Joyful June, good friend of the show, good friend of mine. Uh, she had asked, um, let's see, she said, who helped Kathy stay safe when she first came forward with your story? I think, I think I know that one. That was Mark Phillips, and, yeah. and he was just right there for me to help. But I didn't start speaking out before I was healed, which is a real important thing for all survivors to realize that until we, you know, write out that memory, heal from within ourselves and open the neuron pathways in our brain, if we've got those compartments, that compartmentalized memory, we can still be triggered. And if we can be triggered, we can be manipulated and misled. So that was something that I was aware of right from the start. I began speaking out in 1990 out of love for my daughter. It was um, her circumstance that I was trying to raise awareness on because people didn't understand what she had been through in any way. And ignorance was a big part of her mistreatment aside from deliberate mistreatment. So I was doing all I could to, to give voice to her and all the other children and raise that awareness. So it was love for humanity that compelled me to speak out. It wasn't bitterness or hatred 
for them, that's their vibration. They're not going to get yeah. any more of that from me. I'm going to live love and everything I do is going to be out of love. And because I had that, that strength, that knowing within myself, that strength of the human spirit, that infinite source of strength, then I was able to stand strong while, um, while I began speaking out. And people didn't always want to, of course, they didn't want to believe it, especially way back then. You know, they didn't have a point of reference for it. But um, Senator Byrd had always said, good people don't think to look for this kind of criminal activity. And it was so true. They don't. And it was like, oh, you know, instead of feeling unvalidated or insulted that people didn't want to believe it, I persisted out of love for my daughter and also with a, a, a sense of, um, I don't know, compassion for them for being so innocent, you know, and, and that almost like, I'm sorry, I have to tell you this horrible stuff, but we need to see this. We have to face it for the children's sake, you know? So um, I, I, I just encourage every survivor, heal first, know who you are, be strong in who you are, so you can gather that infinite strength of spirit and not have to be validated by anybody outside yourself because it's not likely to happen. It's likely to be just the opposite. Right. So true. So true. Kathy, um, I know we're over time here. One more quick question. Sylvia, do you have anything real quick? Oh, no, I'm good. Okay, no, so my, my last question is, um, where do you see us going from this point forward? Well, first, let me, let me preface it with this. What is modern day MK Ultra? How does it look today? What it has what has it evolved into? It's trauma after trauma after trauma. We're all experiencing it. We're seeing it every single day. Um, a constant sense of helplessness, uh, censorship of the truth that makes us free, censorship of survivors like myself. I'm just horribly censored because they want to push a victim mentality because if they can make us all feel like victims and helpless and, you know, then we're still looking outside ourselves for someone else to do it for us. We have that strength within us. But that's what it looks like today is exactly what we're experiencing in this negativity, fear mongering, um, constant barrage of trauma, injustice and blatant sexualization of our children. Uh, yeah, it's so disheartening when you it's there's it's there's that time where, you know, you're dealing with it every day. So you kind of can put it on a shelf. And you just keep working through it. But then there's those moments where it just really hits you in the heart. Um, I was talking to a good friend of mine tonight, uh, Mike Pack. He's the the Hollywood reporter. He worked in Hollywood for 25 years, was very successful. And he saw what was going on there and said, enough of this. And he yeah. left, you know, and he, he started exposing it on Twitter and some other places. And Mike's a good friend. Um, he's the one actually introduced me to Megan Walsh. Uh, but Mike, me and him were talking. And I said, man, there's just days when you just it just hits you like a ton of bricks. Like you're just like, wow, it is it heavy. And I said, you just have to, sometimes you just have to laugh and like get away from it for a couple minutes and, and just remember things are, you know, the joyous things in life, you know, or maybe, you know, your own family or things that are, are going well in your life. But it's hard sometimes because it's such a dark world we live in. And it's such a heavy weight that you really got to like, <laughs> stay focused, because we want this to end, obviously, but at the same time, you have to take care of yourself. That sounds like what, yes. you're, what you're saying. Yeah. 
so important to take time for yourself so you have time to give others, especially those of you who are giving voice to survivors and hearing so much, you know, all the time. And it, it gets it gets real heavy. And it's real important to keep a balance in life, you know, to pick up that pen and paper, write out, write it out. You know, I have to do that just dealing. Well, when they flung the border back open 2020, I, boy, I wrote, <laughs> I, I really went for it, you know, and, and it helps so much to be able to cope and then shut off all devices, get outside, um, take your shoes off, feel the earth underneath your feet, hug a tree, pet your dog. Um, all of those things really make a big difference. And it's getting back to those, um, those basic values, um, breathe in the air, feel the wind on your skin, you know, just really enjoy and absorb and take it in and dare to feel because people are not only being dumbed down, they're being numbed down. And we need to be able to retain our compassion, our heart, our soul, our ability to feel and care for each other. So it's, it's so important to take that time and balance. I certainly do it. I take plenty of time for myself and I eat well, I sleep good, uh, lots of time with pets. You know, it's, an, it's so important to be able to do that. And then to realize that people are waking up. What people are seeing today isn't new. What's new is that we're seeing it. Finally, I've waited a lifetime for people to see it and it's happening. And that in itself is a beautiful thing when you can take that point of view and see people waking up and see the change that is finally happening as people get out in their communities and talk to each other eye to eye, heart to heart and soul to soul again. It's, it's an, a nice, a nice thing to see. Absolutely. Well, Kathy, oh my gosh, it was such a pleasure having you on tonight. And we just appreciate your uh, courage through this whole nightmare that you've had to live, uh, but doing it with such joy and peace in you and, and showing strength. I don't know. I'm, I'm flabbergasted because it's, first of all, it's a pleasure to meet you. It was just great having you on. Yeah. Lots of great comments in the chat <clears throat> saying how you've, um, how you've influenced their life and, and all that. And it's just amazing. Oh, You're yeah. an amazing human being. And we just appreciate you so much. Thank you for coming to Rescue the Fosters. First, before you go, though, uh, please check out her books. You can get them on Amazon and also on her website, Transformation of America, The True Life Story of a CIA Mind Control Slave, and then uh, PTSD, Time to Heal, and then access denied for reasons of national security. Like I said, you can go to her website. Let me pull that up real quick here. And that website is trance-formation, and that is spelled T-R-A-N-C-E, formation.com. And go to her website. L lots of great things on the website. I was going through it earlier today. Uh, you can check out her blog. Um, I look forward to reading some of the stories there. You had mentioned that earlier, Kathy. And then also, um, you can also order the books right from the website. Is it, it Kathy, is that uh, actually the best way to get the books? I know a lot of people aren't Amazon fans, so. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Audible goes um, a, a lot of different directions, though. And, um, and I, I did read all the books myself to preserve the integrity of information. Um, yeah, and the, the ebooks, the Kindle are available there and they go in different versions too. Um, and hard copy, 
um, is available on my website where I've preserved the integrity of information. And I emphasize that because truth not only is censored, it's diluted. And there's so many free ebooks of my uh, testimony that have been altered to fit um, political agendas and to suggest that there's no healing from mind control. There is healing. It's within us all to heal. Um, so, you know, be aware of that. And I, I suggest that for anything as people, um, as people research, you know, to go directly to the source and then research further. Like even, even trance that's validated by clean members of law enforcement and intelligence, every single word in it, national security was invoked on it. And I still encourage people research every word, check it all out because the more, you know, the more you see, it's absolutely inexcusable that we allow this dark cabal to influence our brilliant minds and lives anymore. Absolutely. Uh, You can also follow Kathy on Twitter. Uh, at real Kathy O'Brien, that's C-A-T-H-Y-O-B-R-I-E-N. And uh, Kathy, thanks again so much. We appreciate you. Hopefully you can come back in the future and we'll have some good news when we bring down this uh, Babylonian system together. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you. Have a wonderful night. You can just go ahead and end your your, uh, meeting on your side, Kathy. Me and Sylvia are going to stick around for a little bit. Have a great night. God bless. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you. Wow, that was really cool. Love her. And, yeah, and she's, an she's been person. in this fight for 30-something years, and we're complaining about <laughs> You and I were just talking. Was it today or yesterday? I can't remember. Look, I can't even remember. Today. Uh, yeah. And we're like, we're like, oh, my gosh, it's so much work, and it's so hard. And it's, and it's like not even two years for me. <laughs> right, been, right. She was actually in it, I mean, in the cabal and just being, oh, it's so sick what they do to people. But. You know what? I mean, the awareness is the key. And I'm glad she brought that up early, that awareness. I, I, I don't know. I say it so much. You're like, you get sick of hearing yourself say it, but it, it's the key. Like awareness is the key. When people know they their eyes are open, they're not blind anymore, and they are not going to fall into the pit. They realize, oh my gosh, like this is actually something going on. We are funding it as taxpayers, and it's got to stop. And all of the agencies are in on it. All the governors yeah. are in it. All the, like everybody's in on it. It's it's a big joke. They laugh. They smoke their big, you know, like big cigars or whatever. They're at their big table, uh, where you know, fifteen, twenty of them are together, and they're laughing all the way to the bank and saying, "Look at look at the puppets dance. Look at them. Look at the minarets. Like it's, I don't know. It's time." Right, right. And now that we know awareness, part of awareness is what are their uh, methods. So method is victim everybody's a victim now everybody's oppressed everybody's down okay so now that we've recognized those let's stop doing that let's stop being a victim Mm -hmm. let's start um let's start saying what we can do what we're capable of doing and i I think that's really a, a start of this you know like let's take a stand and let's not be oppressed take a stand yeah hashtag take a stand like we do it's if you don't stand, you know, what, what's that saying? Stand lest, lest you fall, right? I think that's saying something like mm-hmm. that, whatever. I don't know who said it, but If you don't stand profound. for something, you'll fall for anything. <laughs> that's another one, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. One's, that one's probably a little more modern, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. You don't, we have to stand. I mean, I, I'll tell you what, I mean, if I'm being honest, I spent the first 50 years of my life pretty much expecting things to change. 
Like, oh, somebody will take care right. of it. Somebody else will do it. I'll just work. Yeah. I'll do my... But I don't know. When you just see that it just gets worse and worse. My, my uncle, God rest his soul, told me back in the 90s, he came from Mussolini's Italy under socialism, under communism. And he told me, he says, don't you dare let that happen to America. He told me over and over again. He says that he says they're in control here. This was in the 90s. You know, and I'm young. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, Uncle John. <laughs> and now I'm like, but, you know, as I got older, I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's right. He's so right. And he would, you know, he was pretty loud and he would be drinking his Italian wine and, and everything turned into politics with him. And people were like, oh, my gosh, there he goes again. Don't get him fired up. But it was because he lived through it. He told me when he was right. seven years old, he would, they would, the um, uh, uh, army would come down the street and they would have to be on the porch of their home with their arms, you know, stretched out towards, towards the army. And if they didn't, they just shot. Like there was no like, you know, oh, it's okay. Next, we'll get you next time. <laughs> no, it's like they right. meant business. And so, you know, and that's what's coming to America if we don't stand. Right. We're very close, very close to the brink, but we're not going to let it happen. And I know all the good people that were watching tonight, you're not going to let it happen either because we love this country too much and we have uh, too much to lose. So, yes. Yeah. Anyway, it was awesome having Kathy on. Um, hopefully we can get her back and maybe talk a little more in detail about some of her experiences. Uh, guys, there's lots, lots of Kathy videos on the internet, as you most of you already know. Um, I was watching a really good one from 19, I think it was 1996. And she was doing a speech, it looked like it was at a church or something, but um, man, it was really good. Like she was just, she, you know, obviously she's younger then, but she was just going over everything she had been through. And I mean, in very grave detail. So it was, some of it's pretty disturbing, but she was naming the names, you know, like all the names back then. And that takes courage, naming those people back in 96. Yep. Oh my gosh, I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, we know the uh, just the Clinton body count alone. I don't know what's it up to now, fifty something <laughs> that we know of. Well, that yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, good show as always. That was a very interesting conversation. Hope everybody enjoyed it out there. Thank you for joining us on Rumble, also here on uh, Foxhole. If you guys can click on the red pill, that would be amazing, and share. And also over there on Rumble, if you can click on the thumbs up and share, that would be amazing. We're trying to get in the algorithms. Um, we're starting to get more views, getting more awareness, and that's what it's about. We want awareness, so we, we need your help. And, and by the way, if there's anybody out there and you work in any of these systems, the child welfare system, if you're an adoption agency, if you're in a foster care, a group home, if you're you know working for CPS, if you're a former cop or are a cop and you've had to deal with CPS and, and kind of tag along with them and remove children and you see what's going on and, and disapprove, we need you. We need you to speak up. And you can do it uh, with you know anonymity or you can come on here and talk like we do every week. Uh, but we just need to hear your voice. We need whistleblowers now. Now is the time to bring this this to a screeching halt and, and the nightmare. So we hope someone's hearing this or someone will hear this and reach out to Rescue the Fosters. Sylvia, the email they can reach out to you at. It's help at rescuethefosters.org. Yep. And you can also reach out to letourchildren.org. Uh, on their website and there's a way to contact Mark and Terry over there too. So either way, they're going to get you the critical information yes. needed to move forward and you can come on either, either show, let our children go or rescue the fosters, tell your story. Or like I said, you can just do it with, you know, write it on a piece of paper and let us know just so we can, uh, yes. we're, we're, we're trying to gather as much information as we can. So we would appreciate your help. 
All right, Sylvia, good show. Thank you so much. As always, yes. she is the co-founder of Rescue to Fosters, everybody. Miss Sylvia Beachy. You will know her name, I promise you. You will know. <laughs> I keep telling her, I'm like, you better get ready for what's coming because she's going to be um, the head of the the giant that that's going to, well, you know what? I'm going to say you're going to be the David and you're going to slay the giant. Let's go that route. That sounds better. I'll take it. Yeah, because usually the giant's the bad guy. We don't want you being the bad guy. No, no. Okay. All right, everybody have a great night. God bless. Um, I will be back for the blender Sunday night, nine o'clock with my good friends, uh, Michael CPN down there in Texas. So see you then. Yeah.